Tonight on Business Live, Bank of Ghana says it stands ready to respond appropriately should inflation go up in the coming months. For continued disinflation, it will stand ready to respond appropriately should inflation deviate from these broad expectations. Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research projects a slowdown of the services sector this year as it forecasts a 1.8% growth rate. Unregistered personnel in delivery service operations given up to 24th January 2024 to register their business with the Curious Service Regulatory Commission or be made to face the law. We have details of these plus many others lined up for you. Please stay. It's a delight to have you on. I am Pius Kojo Baka. Let's now look at our stories. And the Bank of Ghana says it stands ready to respond appropriately should inflation go up in the coming months. Inflation, we do know, is at 38.1% after it started dropping from 43.1% in July this year. Now, speaking at the opening session of the IMF YFM Regional Course on Monetary Policy, Director of Research at the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Philip Abreduotu, stated that the central bank would not hesitate to tighten its monetary policy stance to control inflation going forward. Here's more. The implementation of monetary policy, various monetary anchors ranging from money growth targets, exchange rate and inflation targeting have been heavily adopted by most West African economies. To this end, the West African Institute for Financial and Economic Management, with support from the International Monetary Fund, is organizing a two-week regional course for some monetary authorities within the sub-region on monetary policy. Speaking at the opening of the regional course, Director of Research at the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Philip Abredu Otu, underscored the importance of monetary policy in managing economic fluctuations with a view of achieving price stability. He added that the central bank stands ready to respond appropriately should inflation rise. It is worth noting that monetary policy cannot be conducted successfully in isolation from fiscal policy. To maximize the objectives of monetary policy, it must be complemented with a sound fiscal policy mix, even though in reality policy effectiveness of most central banks is marred by the issue of fiscal dominance, especially in most African countries. But of course, the committee assured that while the expectation is for continued disinflation, 
it will stand ready to respond appropriately should inflation deviate from these broad expectations. Director General of West African Institute for Financial and Economic Management, Dr. Baba Musa, tells Joy Business the workshop could not have come at a better time than this when most economies in the sub-region are grappling with price stability. Countries in the world beyond um, a point that uh, we never uh, had before. And this time around, I think the, uh, the, the idea of this uh, training program is to reshape uh, and build the capacity of uh, all the officials who are involved in monetary policy formulation and implementation to, uh, you know, retrain them to be able to meet the challenges that um, our countries are facing right now. And there are new realities uh, that our countries are, are facing. So the objective of this is to uh, really keep the participant up to date with the modern tools and uh, that also give them opportunity to address all the challenges they are facing, currently facing. The regional course is hoping to reshape and deepen intellectual discourse while upholding the effort at achieving monetary policy harmonization within the West African sub-region. For Joy Business, Pius Kujubaka. All right, so the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research is projecting a slowdown of the services sector this year as it forecasts a 1.8% growth. This would be lower than previous year's performance. It is, however, expected to expand by 3% in 2024 and 5% in 2025. Here is more. Services sector and agricultural sectors are expected to be the drivers of growth in 2023. According to ISA, the International Monetary Fund deal will help Ghana regain investor confidence and boost domestic tourism. Overall, it's said the services sector is expected to gain significant benefit with the stealing of the IMF deal. It concluded that the sector is expected to continue to show resilience and provide the backbone for overall economic growth. In the second quarter of 2023, the services sector recorded a growth rate of 6.3%. According to the Ghana Statistical Services, 10 out of the 11 subsectors expanded during the period. The IMF is, however, forecasting a 1.5% growth rate for Ghana this year. All right, so let's stay a while longer with the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research because we do know that about 1 million mobile money accounts were inactive after the implementation of the electronic transaction levy in May 2022. And that's according to research done by the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research. Well, this was from 19.1 million to 18.1 million in July 2022. Following the review, ISA said the number of registered and active accounts and agents remained on an upward trend in January 2023, while the number of active accounts dropped by 100,000 uh, by February 2023. Let's make sense out of this and go on Zoom and speak to economist Dr. Benjamin Amwa for more on that. Thanks so much, sir, for joining me on Business Live. First off, do you hold the view that with this research... It is time to revisit the e-levy policy and possibly um, reduce the rate again. Thank you very much. Yes, it will not be a bad idea to revisit the policy and then to have a total appreciation of what has gone on as far as the e-levy is concerned. Remember, we have had more than one year of implementation of the e-levy. And if you consider the fact that government was expecting about 6 billion right from the beginning 
and this has been scaled down and scaled down, it will not be out of place if an assessment of the e-levy is conducted. To abolish or not to abolish, a lot of considerations must go into that. The government introduced the e-levy because the government was considering getting the informal sector to contribute to the tax net that we have. That is appearing not to have materialized, looking at the numbers that we are seeing or the amount that has mobilized from the electronic levy. Again, we shouldn't forget that the government made some promises based on the usage for the e-levy. The question is this, if the government abolishes the e-levy, what will happen to the initiatives that were hinged on the e-levy? Until the government convinces itself that it will have other sorts of funding to meet these initiatives, Ustat was one of them, and then some other government initiatives. It's extremely difficult for one to say that abolish it. If not, the success of such programs will also come under question. So government must do a lot of thinking and to see if it will be possible. But the question is this. What are we taxing here? We are just taxing convenience. And so if you are making or receiving revenue from just taxing convenience and the cost of the e-levy architecture does not in any way negate the revenues that are mobilizing from the e-levy tax handle, why would you abolish it? Most importantly, when you need revenue to run the economy. We need to think about it and think about it again before we abolish it. All right. Talking about we abolishing it, um, which, of course, you've ruled out that isn't the way out. We need to review it. What must we do? What should be the key indicators for us to look at to consider reviewing the policy once again? Now, we need to ask ourselves, why is it that the tax handle has not promised as much as was anticipated? It appears that the assessment of the entire mobile money transaction was not done correctly in terms of having a hand on the total value of the electronic money transactions and what the state can get from it, considering the exemptions that was made in the 11 Act. If we can go back to look at it again, one will realize that Actual Mumbo transactions over time has been increasing. Now, if you go back to look at how much you have mobilized by way of e-levy, it is pointing to not more than 6% of the total mobile Mumbo transactions. So what it means is that if you are working with the numbers that is coming, it means that the Mumbo transactions that are e-levy taxable just amount to only 6%, not more than even 6%. Mm. And that should be a worry as to what informed the huge expected e-levy revenue that we were told in the beginning of e-levy. And based on that, the government made its own projections and how to use the money. We need to go back and have a thorough assessment. Then we will know what exactly has gone wrong. For you know, nothing has gone wrong. It is just that we were not able to do the difficult work of doing the total assessment of the E-Levy ecosystem. Having said that, we have come from 1.5%. Mm. We have tried 1%. Mm. 
1.5 to 1% should help us to estimate the sensitivity of users of e-levy and their response to the reduction rate. And that will give the state an idea of what rate can help the state to get something more than what it's currently getting from the e-levy. You can't just reduce it. What about if you reduce it to 0.5% and then you still don't get something more than what you are getting? Of course, the trend is showing that if you reduce it, you are likely to get more. But you have to be very careful. But having moved from 1.5 to 1%, we have a story to tell in terms of the sensitivity. And that will inform whether to reduce it further or not. Is there something feasible um, in the 2023 budget, you would say? It is up to the Ministry of Finance and the Treasury to crunch the numbers behind the scenes and look at what we need as a state in terms of our revenue. The issue is if the e-levy and how much we are mobilized for the e-levy is solving some of our fiscal problem in the state that it is, why would we like to reduce it? You know, I reducing it because it is out there that's a nuisance tax. Fine. If you reduce it, what do you have in its place? to give you some revenue to run the state. So, you know, there's a trade-off that they have to consider, but that should be that if we take it off, we must still get some funds to plug in the holes that will be left after abolishing E-Levy. And that is a decision for the Minister of Finance to take. Kishan, or the pushback from government, that it is something they will consider. Please come again. I'm asking whether you think uh, it is something government may consider. That's a difficult one for me to answer because we still need revenue to run the state, you see. And uh, if we need revenue to run the state, will we just go abolishing? You see, so they have an idea into the various tax handles and how much each of the tax handles is contributing. And I believe strongly that the Ministry of Finance will also have done its own assessment for each of them, and then we'll know which one can comfortably give them that room they need to operate with. That is, if they abolish it or not, and what it will mean for the economy. So I will say that I, I will leave it to the Minister of Finance to, to take that decision. Uh, it's a difficult one, but I will leave it for the Minister to do that. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Benjamin Amwa, for your time here on the Business Life, speaking to us there. We are indeed grateful. We're still watching Business Life more after this break. Every day, people have money emergencies. Mom, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mom, I chop money. Emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. Dial star seven seven zero hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan African Bank.
With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? <sighs> For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes choice of JVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. back to business life we continue with the rest of our stories and operators of delivery services will no longer be permitted to use personnel who are not registered with the career services regulatory commission this is the latest directive from the ministry of communications and digitalization to protect unsuspecting customers from e-commerce fraud and other forms of digital fraud in a statement signed by the sector minister Esla Wusu Ekufo, such businesses have a deadline of 24th January 2024 to comply or face the law. More in the following Business Desk report. The Ministry of Communications and Digitalization says it's observed that many logistical companies and digital platform operators are flouting the law by facilitating courier services without complying with the country's licensing regulations. According to the Ministry, the continuous operation of these digital platforms and delivery and courier services without licensing and proper oversight contravenes the Electronic Transactions Act and Postal and Courier Services Regulatory Commission Act. To keep the growing menace of e-commerce fraud and crimes committed by unlicensed, unregistered drivers, courier operators, and delivery personnel, these businesses will no longer be permitted to continue using unregistered personnel to deliver goods as this contributes to fraud and customer abuse. With increasing focus on cross-border e-commerce objectives of the African Continental Free Trade Agreement and the growing use of digital platforms to facilitate internal trade, the ministry said it has become even more imperative to streamline the sector to ensure unimpeded growth. Along with the ministry, because its Deputy Minister um, Amapoma Abwatin says government is on course to push for the Ghana digital economy policy. Now, the policy, according to the minister, is to digitize fiscal revenue collection, support cashless society, 
and improve online education delivery. According to her, government will seek to invest in the national fiber network backbone to expand and improve internet connectivity. She was speaking at the third edition of the Ghana Digital Innovation Week. The digital revolution is not merely about adopting new gadgets. It is about transforming industries, governance, and society itself. Through technology, we enhance efficiency, empower our citizens, and connect with the world. That is why we have developed the Ghana Digital Economic Policy, which has which is to be laid before cabinet for approval. This, po- this policy is building upon the foundations laid by the ICT for Accelerated Development Policy that was developed in 2003. This forward-looking policy zeroes in on vital areas, including digital infrastructure, data-driven innovation, entrepreneurship, data protection, user privacy, cybersecurity, digital literacy, and skills. It is a comprehensive approach that ensures inclusivity and economic growth for all. Today, we stand at the cusp of a new era, an era that beckons us to think bigger, aim higher, and dream beyond conventional boundaries. We must also remain vigilant about the ethical implications of technology. As we innovate, we must do so responsibly, ensuring that the benefits of technology are harnessed for the collective good while safeguarding against potential pitfalls. In more stories, the Ministry of Employment and Labor Relations and the German Federal Ministry of Economic Cooperation and Development have launched the 2023 Ghana Career and Migration Fair. According to the component manager of the Ghanaian European Centre for Jobs, Migration and Development, Kweku Yabwa, the fair will sensitise both employers and participants and also build the capacity of job seekers. The 2023 Ghana Career and Migration Fair, which is co-funded by the European Union, will also provide participants with opportunity to improve upon their employable skills. The participants will also have access to foreign recruiters and increase their chances of getting employed. Component manager of the Ghanaian European Center for Jobs, Migration and Development, Kweku Yabua, said the fair will build the capacity of participants and also sensitize employers. Most of them are potentially uh, university graduates, sometimes even professional workers. Uh, the capacity building, however, is in the area of soft skills development. So we're going to have career guidance, we're going to have information sessions uh, that will focus on uh, opportunities, how to apply for a job, how to improve on your CV, and so on and so forth. So these are the areas around which the capacity building is going to focus. Uh, yes, Looking for a job is not just writing an application and a CV. No, how you format your CV, how you present yourself during interview sessions are all very cardinal points. Uh, And in this case, as I told you, we are focusing not only on global regular migration opportunities, uh, I mean job opportunities around the world, but also regional opportunities. So the idea is to sensitize not only job seekers, but even 
uh, stakeholders in the industry when it comes to TVET? How do we model our training program such that it resonates with international standards? Director of Policy and Planning at the Ministry of Employment and Labor Relations, Gloria Noy, added that this year's fair will promote inclusion and give all participants equal opportunities. We want to state that the objective of the 2023 Career Migration Fair are as follows. One is to sensitize job seekers on relevant global labor markets, essential requirements for employability. It's also to promote fair recruitment opportunities in Germany, the EU, as well as the ECOWAS states. It's to promote the employability and entrepreneurial skills for vulnerable people or groups in the labor markets. This will also promote regional and international work and educational opportunities. The 2023 Ghana Career Migration Fair will be held on the 29th of November at the University of Professional Studies, Accra. And that's how we draw down the curtains on Business Life for today. I am Pius Kujubaka. For more stories, do log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Always a joy serving you. Let's connect same time tomorrow. Bye.